Human design is an amalgamation of several facets of spirituality. The I Ching, astrology, chakras, Kabbalah, all combine beautifully into one system. Mary Rose and Mary Letitia have been exploring their own designs for the last year. This podcast is an extension of that exploration. Come learn, laugh, and grow with us as we become Guided by Design. Good morning, Miss Mary. Good morning, Mary. How are you today? I am doing rather well, despite the blistering cold. I'm, I've got my robe on. I'm laying in bed. Don't have coffee quite yet, but I'll remedy that soon. I wanted to get this. Wanted to get in with you, and then I'll worry about coffee. I'll worry about coffee. I got up early, so I knew I would have coffee. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, this cold temperatures are, are getting to me. It's negative, what, six this morning? That's something I haven't even looked. It's always just, it, but it's supposed to be like 41 tomorrow. I saw or it's supposed to be warming up. So I, I do know that there is some, some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, next week we're supposed to be in the 40s. A couple days, it's going to feel like a heat wave. Yeah, tropical heat wave. Oh, well, what have you been, did you get, we had some homework. We wanted to listen to Poog. Did you get your Poog listened to? Of course I got my Poog listened to. And I I had to go back. I was like, I looked in my, you know, in my new episodes and it was gone, which means that it had been played overnight. So I had to go back and find it, but I I listened to it. Okay, good. Yes, I did too. And um, that message at the end (laughs) Mm -hmm. about the Meyer lemon, uh, what was it marmalade or something i don't know but i love john early and so that was really like it was a gift it really was a gift that he made a special little appearance just to refute a claim that his uh lemon curd was not shelf shelf stable and appropriately canned (laughs) yes i love how he went through and he was like and i tested them all (laughs) Tested them all. I they were concave. <laughs> this man knows what he's doing. You guys quit questioning him. <laughs> yes, I know exactly. It's like, girls, have you been canning lately? I don't. I would suspect you haven't. I'd suspect you haven't been canning. Um, and when they were, when Jacqueline was describing the promise and and disappointment of a walk, I was like, I had to I had to text Rachel. Um, in California and say like, when she complained about this, it really made me think like she's never been on one of our walks because the few times that Rachel and I have been together, when I went down to California, we went for what I would consider an epic walk that was miles long in the cold, in the rain. It was brisk. I was soaked. It was like, it, it, it was, there was no disappointment. There was, (laughs) It was, it was not for, it was not for the faint of heart and feel like we could adventure walk our way across this goddamn country if we wanted to. Oh, we could. It just, you know, not in negative six degree weather. Not in this (laughs) weather. No, of course not. This, this weather, it's like, no, you just stay in, 
don't go out for a walk. Maybe, maybe walk in place. If you want to go for a walk, walk in front of your TV for a little while. That would be an excellent replacement right now to going into the outdoors. It's brutal. It's it brutal. is brutal. It is absolutely the reason we have a treadmill. <laughs> yes. I'd love to say that it's getting used, but you know, it's, it's not yet. <laughs> it's not yet, but the yet is there. That's, that's important that there's always the yet. Oh, do you want to get rolling? Since you better get moving today and then oh, we can, sure. let's get this because we both, we talked about Poog. We listened to Poog. Poog it up. Tell us what you think. We love those girls. They were really funny last week. Yes. Yes, they were. <laughs> So what are so, we talking about today? This week, um, just making sure we're on the same page. We I had the channel 659 of Intimacy, which is one of your channels. Um, it was listed in my book as a um, so it is part of the I said tribal channel, I thought. Let me see. Well, it's in the defense circuit which I thought was really interesting because I don't know a lot about the circuits, if I'm being completely honest. It said, um, Finn Circuit's genetic program described as the origin of the theory of the selfish gene promotes the continuation of our species. Um, It does so, however, at the expense of our personal life. Nothing drives humanity like the channel of intimacies 59.6 genetic imperative to make more. The emotional wave that, in, that it in part powers this imperative is not yet aware and in its blindness can leave chaos in its wake. Um, I, the first thing I wrote down was the urge to merge was a term that was used in my book. Which I thought was kind of funny. Merge. That's funny. Well, but this is, I think, also kind of considered the channel of mating. Um, and that does tend to make sense because it is connected to the, the sacral. And I'm saying sacral now because I've heard so many people say it's sacral and I'm 100% an open G center. So I'm taking all of my all of my cues from how other people do things. And if they say sacral, I'm 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 assuming that might be how you pronounce sacral. But say it however you want. <laughs> I've just listened to enough people say it that way now that I'm like, mm, maybe that's how you say it. Maybe that's how it's actually maybe not. It could be wrong. I could just be making an absolute fool of myself. Um, but that's totally fine. I'm I'm cool with making a fool of myself too. That's the wonderful thing about an open G center. Uh, <laughs> So the, this particular channel, you know, I didn't find a ton of, even in my book, I wrote some notes down, but it's like, when you go searching online, this does seem like one of those channels that there's information, but it's mystical and cryptic to me. I don't know. Did you kind of get that feeling too? Yeah, I have the two books and I read through it and yes, I, I feel the same way. It was definitely... Uh, cryptic Um, it's just not it doesn't feel as straightforward as other other descriptions of gates and channels that we've talked about and so it just it 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 was it feels a little 
strange. And so I'm glad that, that we both, agree, you know, feel that way because I was like, I don't have a lot of notes. I know we'll still have a lot to talk about, but it just felt like, you know, I kind of wish that it, that the old web internet was giving me a little more to go with, you know? Yeah. My books were pretty, uh, I mean, they each had at least a page on it, but they both say something totally different, which is always interesting. So oh, that um, is rather interesting. This one says um, that this is where we have the energy for the provision of resources, war and sex. So I thought it was interesting how they, they pulled in the war piece. Um, and that it's it, that, that war and sex are so uh, well, that yeah, makes like, sense to me. <laughs> it says war should be fought after there has been time to really get clear clarity about the issues. A war fought in the moment without time for clarity can be reckless, deadly, and destructive. And they say the same exact thing about sex. So not paying attention to who you're having sex with or not, you know, not thinking about it and having clarity about it can lead to recklessness, deadly and destructive. You know, that is so true. I read actually, that's so interesting because I read, of course, it was some kind of like Instagram meme that was like, you know, you are transferring energy during sex. Like there is, and if you... Even like I think of some, you know, people that might go into situations where their intention is just a casual encounter, but they do take for granted that you are exchanging energy in a very close proximity. You might think of it as, and, and here's the thing, the, the energy that you're taking in from another person, even if you think you're not, you, you're taking in all of their trauma. You're taking in all of their past experience. Um, and that, yeah, if you don't recognize that, that sex is that powerful, that it can, that, you know, you might be setting yourself kind of like, kind of like, you know, when you fuck with shit witchcraft wise, that you really take for granted that you don't know enough about it to not do something that you don't well, intend. <laughs> the blowback, exactly. The the blowback, the energetic blowback of sex. Um, and there's a lot wrapped up in that of there's the sexual release, but then there's always, we, we really, as much as humans think that we are able to separate our hearts from the act of sex, they're too... It's too intimate a place. You're putting your heart right next to another person's. Well, maybe not in every position <laughs> that you're not putting <laughs> someone else's heart, but you know, it's, it is, it's very close and it, it is really difficult. That's why I think it's so fascinating that the sacral sexual energy piece is connected here to an emotional energy. To me that, that interlinking means that as much as one would hope that you could have a casual sexual relationship with someone inevitably there's there is some type of emotion even hatred even hate you know even not necessarily even liking the person that you're having sex with is still an emotional response so um so these two gates since i talked about them were the six is in the solar plexus it's called the gate of friction um, and there's some other names, but I'm just going with one with that. Yeah. Um, 
And then the gate 59 in the sacral is called the gate of sexuality. Um, the first piece that I wrote down that I think just really, that came from my book, this is from the ultimate, the, the, the definitive guide, is coziness pays, blah, coziness paves the way to fertility in any creative endeavor coziness like the word coziness what is that do you find yourself to be a cozy are you drawn to cozy as a word as an idea not really i mean kind of i guess i suppose i feel like you just based on you know and i'll say this and your fashion sense is that of coziness yes it is yes it is <laughs> when I think of cozy I think of like this is so so um so funny I think of cuddling up with my grandma when I think of cozy so when I think of the word cozy and me being cozy I hope that that's what Troyan feels is that like I can cuddle up on grandma and be cozy for hours yeah Well, I think it's also just the, I think in so many ways it it applies to like the type of home that you build Mm -hmm. with your family is that of coziness. You want people to come in and feel welcomed and invited. And you also in, in a home want to feel welcome and invited because that's, you know, you want to, you really do tend to, um, you know, hunker down once you get home. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lack of coziness, a lack of comfort in those places is like one of the biggest things that really starts to, at least from my perspective, wear on you when you don't feel cozy or comfortable in the place that you're staying. That would be true. Um, but, it, you know, I think that that was also when it talked about paving the way to fertility, I'm going to grab my book. Um, This part made me think of, I mean, because I, I have had a lot of sexual encounters in my day. Um, Too many to really discuss in any way. (laughs) That's a whole other podcast. And that's, that's an X-rated podcast. it really did make me when it talked about like really like the genetically who you're choosing to reproduce with and the fact that I come from an environment where lots of women had lots of men, lots of children from lots of different men where I did consciously make the choice to have all my children with the same man and I do believe that that was genetically purposefully like ultimately they needed the genes that they were getting from him, even though him and I couldn't be together. We were never good together, ever good together. But genetically we created three of the best human beings on earth. I mean, if I do say so myself. Yeah. He was a means to an end. He really was a means to an end, but ultimately like, his family, his genetics, his genes, they are powerful. They are, they are the right 
they were the right combination for us to produce some some pretty incredible human beings I feel like I agree sorry didn't mean to be yawning there I told you I was a little tired this morning (laughs) I agree um and I you know what you were saying kind of brought up something for me Oh, and in this one, this is another, this is the the website that I kind of go to a bit. Um, they talk about how you kind of, it's very much about making connections with people that are deep. And if they're in that, we were just like we were talking about when you're looking at it from a sexual standpoint, trying to do surface level. I mean, you've, tr- you've tried that. You tried the surface level sexual encounters and inevitably you, you you caught the feels about some of the the individuals and some turned out to be better individuals than others in terms of catching feels back. Um, and it said fleeting connections and short stories are of no interest to such a person. It is always aimed at a longer, deeper and more trusting interaction. Um, cons- consistency in all personal interactions is extremely important to them. And it, it also says the owner of the channel of intimacy shows a similar approach in the business sphere. Um, all the, their working relationships are built on the principles of responsibility, stability, and honesty. And I feel like that is why you have such a hard time in the business that you're in is because none of the people, I mean, besides your partner, none of the people, well, and, and your daughter that ended up moving (laughs) moving to get away from the job (laughs) is you know you need consistency but you do have people that have been consistent Mm -hmm. and the people those people do see a side of you that the people that are inconsistent don't get um fertility is expressed both in childbirth and in the creation of various ideas and concepts strategies with other people so yeah, just like you can't give birth to, you can't make a baby on your own. Well, you can still raise one on your own. You can't make it on your own. That's, I think a lot of what this is too, is that, um, you know, looking at your business, I don't think that you probably, well, of course you wouldn't have even probably known that this business was available without it coming to you through a partnership. Um, also like it wouldn't have been something that you were like i'm gonna do that that sounds (laughs) never um this is the piece that i was talking about with my ex-husband right here so it says um the 659 is not all about the act of pleasure It's about the two halves coming together for the basic biological need to procreate. Yep. That sounds about right. Yep. Um, And then the other part of this book, um, and this is the um, one that I got most, the human design discover the person you were born to be book. Um, But it talks about how, Other genes are not connected with personalities. They just want a genetic. Oh, they just want a genetic match. The channel, this channel carries a high degree of fertility 
And if you have it, people are drawn to you like bees to honey. Mm. Your key is to practice uh, disconcernment. Only then you can find an inner sense of satisfaction and balance instead of being a slave to sexual energy. So that kind of resonated with me from my younger days. Like I wish, you know, all the things we wish we would have known, like you talked about, like, um, but you can't go backwards. So you can't go backwards. <laughs> but it's like, what would you, you know, that's, I always kind of, I find myself asking this question uh, a lot of other people and not so much myself because, you know, I don't do the same kind of self-reflection as I encourage other people to do, but like, what would you, you know, what, what kind of discernment would you practice if you were able to go back and tell your teenage or early twenties, or even let's be honest, late thirties self, <laughs> um, to stop yeah. fucking everyone. Okay. Stop fucking everyone. All right. Just <laughs> use some disconcernment, calm yourself down, calm your yeah. tits, bitch. That's probably what I would have told her. Yeah. It's, and maybe you would have, and if knowing you, you would have been like, <laughs> Don't you fucking tell me, tell what, me what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that, that that is your, your, your <laughs> you are so uh, anti-authority that even your own authority is like a yoke. You try to buck off of you like a, like some kind of Bronco. <laughs> I will not be told what to do. Not even by myself. <laughs> yeah. um, I also wrote down appears emotionally stable i liked that the term appears emotionally stable <laughs> i was like oh that's that is kind of funny um, but it is i think a lot of what i kept reading about was really to do with that wave coming off of the solar plexus and that the wave is really um i loved this that the wave is activated through touch more than words expressed through tears, sighs, or release, relaxing into an embrace. Um, oh, it said, oh, this was in the interpersonal, a well-timed hug or hand on the shoulder at just the right point on their wave helps them release pent up emotions that cannot be released through words. This is a form of intimacy that can be expressed through tears, a heartfelt sigh, or by deeply relaxing into someone's understanding embrace. Um, doing so maintains a healthy sense of emotional balance between stronger sexual emotional releases. Um, so, yeah, the, the, it says the wave is activated or brought to the point of response by the proximity or touch of another person. So that, you know, and I feel like that, especially, you know, knowing a little bit about your childhood and what you just said about cuddling with your grandma, you know, that, that seeking of touch has probably been a driver in a lot of situations you know, like you just said, you know, calm your tits, bitch, about seeking out sexual relationships, not so much for the sex part, or even, I mean, well, of course, for the orgasm part, if you weren't, I'd be like, why? What? But, <laughs> you know, not seeking out the person so much as 
the touch and release that the person can provide. Huh. No, you're probably right. Um, because, and, and when you read that first sentence, it made me think of, there's been times where I have really done my best to keep my emotions at bay. And then somebody touches me and they all flow out no matter how much control I thought I had over anything. Like, and it can be as little, like you just read, I touch on a shoulder. Like it can be that, that little. And all of a sudden, like I can't, they all pour out of me. Um, so that's something that as I've gotten older, I've had to be really like, maybe standoffish a little bit while yeah. I'm in those emotional modes. <laughs> Do you find that when like, and I almost feel like that's, that's kind of some of that channel that maybe this is a lot of that piece that you talk about with the high sensitivity to other people's emotions is um, the, the, the touch piece becomes, and I was just wondering, like, as we were sitting here thinking, like, when you do start releasing, do you tend to grab someone's hand or feel like try try to ground yourself almost through through touch with another person too yes and that's probably why when you say goodbye to emily if was there hugging involved always yeah of course there is the best hugger so that's very, you know, that would be my, my, my thought is that, that, that kind of all ties in a lot. So I think that, yeah, this, this mating channel through that solar plexus, the emotion piece is really the emotions that we derive from physical touch, which sometimes I take for granted. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm a very, like, I like to hug and I love to get, you know, give my kids a kiss. And even sometimes my husband, like, I appreciate that he does want to give me a kiss. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's one thing that I'm always kind of amazed at the, 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 the feelings I don't have about some of these things is like, I don't really feel like as soon as a kid touches me, I'm likely to just start crying and letting everything out. And I really don't do that unless, unless I'm at one of those emotional peaks. So. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. Um, the other piece that I thought was interesting. Um, it's healthiest to cultivate a friendship with business partners or lovers first before diving into the depths of an intimate union with them. So I thought that that was kind of um, friendships first before business or love partners. Um And where you can see historically when that has been more successful than, than maybe going in the opposite order. I don't know about that. Like, I feel like now it's something that I could work on because um, of where I'm at in life. But ultimately, I've never really had a sexual partner that was a friend first, um, except for... 
unfortunately, my weird energy when I was behind the poker table, it made everybody want to fuck me. And it was really a messy, a messy situation in my 20s. Mm. Um, so people who were my friends for years, all of a sudden, like, were super attracted to me and I couldn't stop myself sometimes. So like, I got myself in a couple sticky situations. Um, but my, my partner, I feel like that is something that maybe now, even though we're a couple years into this relationship, that I've got to go back and work on the friendship piece, the, the piece that is the non-intimate piece, yet intimate you know, um, because there are things I have to choose over the business sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the thing is like it, I, and the, this, the piece of this that I think really harkens to what you just said is saying, if I wasn't in a romantic relationship with this person, would would we have like that's the thing is like building on friendship is super important Thad and I you know I think that it is interesting we wouldn't have been friends if I hadn't been sexually attracted to him because we're he's he he was so different so different um but he did have some some friends that were girls like and he has and that's the thing is like I know that he is capable of having a a friend relationship with women that is non-sexual, not that he like really goes out of his way to go spend time with that person. Um, but he's been invited. Like I know a gal was like Mary and maybe she was trying to initiate him into a swinger situation. It would <laughs> so hard if, if that was the case, because he is to some degree, very innocent. And so that's where it's like, if he did get, I don't know what he would be. I don't know what he would do if he found himself in a situation where he was like, oh, oh, yeah, thank you. Like, no, appreciate the offer. Thanks for the thanks, offer. Thanks, man. You know, you know, that's, I think, like, thanks, man, but no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that, that is kind of the thing. It's like, if, if, the sex isn't there if if the long history isn't there is there enough that you would be able to have a cup of coffee with that person and carry on a conversation for an hour Mm -hmm. yes and I think it's also interesting how how well a friendship has developed between me and my ex-husband and it's not that I go out of my way to um to do anything for with him but when we are in the same situation um there's no problem for us to hold on a a decent conversation um and the fact that he is a really good grandpa makes me really happy so that's a place where we really connect and we will I feel like I feel like ultimately we'll always be friends because we did create some great human beings, but now that there's the grandbaby, like I did not expect him to be this doting grandpa. And he really is like, he really loves that baby. He was so jealous the day I came in and just swooped up and held her the whole time. And he's going to have to have some words with Josh and Josie about, you know, if you're going to invite her, <laughs> you're going to have to set some ground rules. We're going to get some time with her too. No, no, no. He would never overstep his boundaries like that. He knows better. 
<laughs> well, that's where he's like, well, you could better make sure that you go out there when I'm not there. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, no, I think that, did you start? I mean, that's kind of, I guess the next question is, you've known him since you were teenagers. So did you start more in a friendship capacity? No, you just started fucking. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was kind of a, a bet really. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's cute. And his aunt, his by marriage was working with me at the restaurant and she goes, he has a girlfriend. I said, he won't by the end of the week. God. And he didn't. And he didn't. Would you? I this yes. This would be a topic for <laughs> podcast. I'm like I. I have so many questions. I'm sure we. You've probably told me this story. <laughs> I don't know if I have. I don't talk about my ex husband very much. So no, I'm, no, not very well. I mean, we've talked about we've talked about various parts of of the relationship with him, but not necessarily the the beginning, the culmination the origin story of your relationship with him. You know, I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast, at least my origin story with Thad, but I mean, maybe one day we don't, it's definitely not, it's not for today. It's not for today. Um, But yeah, in looking at these gates, I wasn't really seeing a lot that really, I mean, these gates, like I said, that's the part that felt really cryptic to me is Mm -hmm. reading. Yeah, I went through the gates and the gates didn't make the connections that I expected, I guess. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. <laughs> together yeah. it makes sense, but. Of course, that's what I felt like. It's together, mm-hmm. it's kind of, um, and, and this was one, maybe this is an explanation for why it, it said channel 59.6 is best experienced as an electromagnetic con- connection between two people when each partner has one of the gates. So it's, and that's for the interpersonal section, but I mean, obviously people will have this, this channel. It's not going to be an electromagnetic uh, connection. Always. But um, I've talked so much now I need to inhale deeply to replenish. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that this one was kind of interesting to me because of, of the high emotionality of the, of this particular channel. It's, it's really not so much about the sex. I mean, the sex is part of it, but it's really, it is much more based on, on the emotion. Yeah. Um, I did want to look though, if, well, we won't, I won't, well, let me see if I can do it very quickly because um, the part of this that I thought was interesting that my website went into a lot more was the, um, uh, oh, your genetic matrix. That's right here. Let's, I'll go in there. I think I've got, that'll be easy. I don't have to log out because I've got everybody's in there. I really like genetic matrix. I'm paying like $6 a month for my, uh, access to it, but it's I worth think it. Very well worth it for the um, the level of detail I get from it. So I'm looking at here it said for gate 59 that gate of sexuality. Um, it is both red and black for you. So I'm looking at the personality part is point three. Okay, so 
your the lines. I'm looking at the lines of each of the um, gates. I don't know where, and I'm going to learn more about when which planet it's placed under and what the significance is. So yours is 59.3. So that is openness. Um, and that's on the green side or on the black side. And then it's four, uh, line four on the, on the design side. And that's brotherhood, sisterhood. Hmm. So I go back to the gates section. So the, this is the hexagram. This is like the, the I Ching part. So the gate 59 line three is um, where one is empowered through union and intimacy with others, which makes sense. Um, and then the power derived from non-sexual intimacy, which makes sense there as well. There's a little star next to one of those. I don't know what that means. Huh. Well, we might have to um, dig deeper later. Dig deeper later. <laughs> you got to get going. I got to get going. I'm going to get myself ready and I'm going to get some sweat pouring here soon. Um, right. But we've got one more channel left in this series, which we will uh it's going to be one of mine i looked at it yesterday i'm not going to pull it up right now but you get on with your day i shall get on with mine and we will be back one yes. more time with one of our all right you want to text me with that just so i can do my research of course i will text you with it so you can do your research have a wonderful thursday thanks you too bye, bye.